0: Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions Pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. To have one of my good friends and colleagues, Callie Tirana, joining us today to talk specifically about students living on campus. So, Callie, do you want to uh, introduce yourself, please? Tell us who you are and what your background has been in higher ed. Okay. Hi, I'm Callie. Excited to be doing
1: this with you, Leah. Uh, I am a resident director and an assistant director at Colorado Christian University. I um, well met Leah through academic advising when I first started here at CCU and then switched over to ResLife after a couple of years. So I am in my sixth year as an RD um, and my first year as an assistant director.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Oversee uh,
0: two buildings full of first year students. (laughs) Always a good time. (laughs) Yes. And we go way, way back to the good old days of academic advising. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's been fun to watch you shift over and really thrive as an RD, for sure. All right. So first question I have for you is, what do you see as the benefit of living on campus? Because I know that for not, uh, not every student chooses to live on campus, and it can be financially beneficial sometimes for them to live off campus. So if someone's thinking about whether or not to have their student live on campus, what do you see as the benefit of that?
1: Yeah. It's so true that sometimes it is the best choice for people to live at home. And so there's no shame in that if that is just the practical, responsible choice. Um, but we do see many, many benefits of living on campus. I just think overall it's the college experience. When I think back on my college experience, I don't remember um, as much about the specific classes I took, uh, even like some of the specific professors I had, but, My core memories of my college experience came from my roommates living in the dorms or apartments uh, with my peers and friends. And so I just think it's like the biggest part of experiencing college, um, having that holistic experience. You um, experience being a part of community in a whole new way. You've probably up to this point only ever lived with your family. And living with your friends can be <laughs> challenging, but also so amazing and fun and special. So You get to experience community in that way. We really we talk a lot about students finding belonging um, on campus, like when they connect with their floor, or with their roommates. I feel like that's a huge, just pivotal moment for them. Uh, just meeting people, making friends. We see commuters struggle to feel connected. Uh, they just do. You can only build so much of a relationship in the class context. I think it does happen, but uh, what we see is that people who live on campus are just that much more plugged in and connected with their fellow students um, than commuters are. And I think a huge benefit is that they're going to learn a ton of life skills from living on campus. How to <clears throat> probably how to do your own laundry, how to maybe cook for yourself um, and then also relationally how to have hard conversations and learning how to handle conflict because that will
0: certainly come up
1: as you're sharing space with new people.
0: I think it's fair to say that if you are commuting those relationships are possible, but they take a lot more intentionality. Yeah. Whereas when you're living on campus, it just so naturally and organically happens. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but it would be really hard to make midnight runs to Taco Bell uh-huh. if I was living at home. Exactly. So, exactly. Yes, <laughs> I'm on board there. All right. <laughs> yeah. So next question I have for you is how do you see students making the most of their on-campus experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So um, I think a big thing is just students who are taking advantage of the relationships or the resources that are available to them. Um, so that might be their RAs particularly, um, or just like getting connected to, I mean, their peers in general, um, maybe even upperclassmen students as they start like being on campus. I think sometimes I see students who are really intentional in finding some people they sort of look up to and or people who have like already done what they're doing. And they really benefit from those relationships, um, from just having someone speak from just, you know, who's like a couple steps ahead of them, um, but knows exactly what they're going through. Also getting connected to staff, these um, specifically. I mean, we are full-time staff who um, I think almost always live on campus. Um, and so we're doing life with students. And. We're around all the time. Obviously, we have our own lives, but we love um, being a part of students' experience on campus. And so the students who reach out and really get connected to those people, I think they really, really thrive. Um, I think getting involved. So, again, you can totally do all of this as a commuter, but it's just that much simpler and more likely probably when you're living on campus to join you know whether it's club or getting into a leadership role and I was thinking about just the idea of like just saying yes like you mentioned the midnight the midnight runs to wherever for me in college it was Demi's um careful i would never do that now um but yeah just those spontaneous things that tend to happen I think you know like you said it requires so much intentionality and College students, for better or for worse, are incredibly spontaneous, and you may miss out on a lot if you're not just there. Um, And we'll, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about also being able to say no to things when necessary, which we can (laughs) get to later. But I do think there's something really sweet about the, like, willingness and the, um, yeah, the saying yes to whatever, like, invitation might pop up. Um, Because those are where a lot of memories are made and where they just really, really enjoy their on-campus experience the most. I also was thinking often success comes from choosing not to date immediately (laughs) and instead investing in friendships. Uh, I mean, everyone thinks they're the exception, but we watched over and over again students who get into a really serious relationship at the beginning then when that uh, I mean sometimes they last but a lot of the times they don't and then those um, students are left feeling really um, disconnected from their community because they haven't been a part of all the things that everyone else has been doing all along so they have in you know not intentionally maybe but sort of isolated themselves um, and not become like part of the community that has been building while they've been part sort of siloed in this relationship and so when they're for first-year students particularly it's sort of a every year thing that we see of students who choose to invest in one relationship and that's okay but often results in them feeling kind of disconnected from the greater community so I think uh choosing to wait (laughs) and just develop friendships is like a really, really great thing to do.
0: You're going to need bridesmaids and groomsmen. Yeah. So you got to work on that too. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, next question for you. What are some characteristics of students who thrive in the on-campus environment or experience? I think it requires being really adaptable,
1: um, flexible, someone who's willing to try to understand other people and the way that they work yeah students who understand who come with an understanding that people are different from you uh not everyone was raised the way you were that was huge for me uh I remember kind of experiencing like roommates who would leave all the dishes in the sink and then once it was full wash them all and it was like horrifying to me because. My mom never let us leave this. <laughs> just think that was not something we did. So, but just an understanding of like, people function differently than you and your way isn't always the right way or the only way. So students who come in with any kind of understanding of that, I think are gonna do pretty well. I think again, people who are up for the adventure, the spontaneous experiences um, are really gonna thrive. People who are willing to create those uh, be the initiators or the inviters, that is always, like, a really great thing when you see a student who's like that in their community, who's beyond the RA, like, the RA is supposed to do those things, but even when there's students who just naturally do those things, hey, I want to go to Chick-fil-A, anyone want to come with me, or, you know, whatever it is, um, I think that, like, really helps people succeed in this environment. And then ultimately, just people who are willing to ask for help when they need it, Um, willing to ask their RA or to reach out to roommates if there's an issue, people who are willing to have the hard conversations and work through things, again, who are willing to like see things from a
0: different perspective than their own. All those things feel really important. Okay, so on the flip side, what are the characteristics of students who struggle in that environment?
1: Yeah, I think it's people who uh, are just the opposite in all those categories are going to struggle. So um, not willing to compromise or not adaptable, um, who really believe that their way of living is the way. I've seen that over and over again in roommate conflicts, just people who are like, this is how I do it. (laughs) And you need to get on board. And that's not super helpful. People who are unwilling to put themselves out there to extend or or accept the invitation. So obviously, not everyone needs to be this raging extrovert in college. That doesn't have to be the way. So you need to know yourself and know like what you need, but also being willing maybe to push yourself out of your comfort zone every once in a while to make sure you're getting connected and you're you are experiencing things, you are connecting with people. Um, and maybe Every invitation that's coming isn't the way you want it to be. You need to be the creator of something that like would work well for you. And then finally, I think students who don't talk to anyone about what's going on or don't utilize the resources available to them, I will often have a conversation with a parent who calls me about and is pretty escalated about something with their son or daughter. And it's the first time I'm hearing about it because their child has shared it with no one except them. Um, And so I often tell students, like we we won't know if you don't tell us. Like sometimes we can see that there's a problem, but a lot of the time when it's like a simple roommate conflict or something, we won't have any idea if you're keeping it to yourself. So students who struggle often are keeping all of that to themselves and not utilizing what's available
0: to them. I'm going to pause our conversation right there and pick up again next week, just so this episode doesn't get too long, but I hope it's been helpful for you and look forward to continuing the conversation next week. I really believe that living on campus can be one of the most beneficial and fun and memorable experiences for students, but it also can be one of the hardest experiences for students. So hopefully this gives you some tools in your tool belt so that you can help set your student up for a memorable on-campus experience that is memorable for all the right reasons. Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement. I hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan for their future.